0: Good Thursday morning, my beloved missional community leaders. Yeah, it's uh, Thursday, and this is definitely not Monday, which is when I really would like to be uh, posting these podcasts, but for whatever reason, during this whole quarantine, uh, I know it's not really quarantine, but all the stay-at-home stuff, man, my... My schedule just feels wonky and uh, it's, th- this is, this has been a hard week um, just for me kind of mentally, uh, I guess you could say. I'm definitely feeling the effects of um, of, of the stay at home order. Um, I'm learning. Uh, More and more, and I I shared this on Sunday night at Missional Community. Uh, But I'm learning that I just I need to be with people, like I need to be out in the community. There's something about the embodied presence, and um, and so I'm working through that. And it's and it's not as easy as I would like. It's it's definitely hard, and uh, so some of some of my motivation has dipped a little bit. Uh, Tuesday, uh, I had I don't know maybe I guess I hit the wall. I guess a little bit where I just I didn't do anything. and uh, it's been better. Yesterday was better. Uh, yesterday was a good day. Today's better. Um, and uh, hopefully, uh, as I start getting my feet more underneath me here, uh, we'll get back into a regular routine. Um, just so you guys know, uh, I guess this is kind of getting into our announcements time or whatever. Um, next week, uh, I will be on vacation. And so I am uh, removing uh, I probably since I'm gonna be at home, uh, probably what I will do is um, I'll either shut my phone completely off or I will definitely uh, be removing social media uh, from my phone. So deleting you know Twitter, Facebook, all that kind of stuff will just I'll just probably delete it off my phone so I can still use. Um, You know, Apple Music and Spotify and that kind of stuff. Uh, But my plan is to try and refresh and renew, just like I would if I was heading down to Panama City Beach. And uh, yeah, it's going to be different for sure. But I'm going to give it a shot. Um, If so, I will be encouraging uh, you know everybody uh, this Sunday night at Missional Community to uh, reach out to to you. Uh, So. Uh, for Flint folks that are on, uh, reach out, you know, be encouraging people to reach out to you, Janet, uh, Fowlerville, reach out to Dave, Ypsilanti peeps, reach out to Todd or Polly. And if you guys deem it, uh, as something that I need to be involved in or a part of, uh, then reach out to Amy and she will kind of be the, the final arbiter of, of that, so to speak. Um, and, uh, I just, I need the, I need the break. Um I I didn't and I I'm, I'm feeling a little salty about this to be honest with you because I you know Ethan breaking his wrist um he and I decided not to go to Panama uh, over Christmas uh, and so I lost out on that time there and uh and now because of all this uh stay at home stuff I have once again kind of lost out on on some time to get to my happy place. So Uh, Pray that, uh, pray that I'll be able to, you know, uh, embrace home as a happy place, uh, because that's I would I would very much like to, uh, yeah, see that see that become more of a reality. Um, Let's see. Uh, Down on tap, Tuesday night. uh, While I am gone, I, I. I think Mike is still going to host, but I, I will confirm that uh, later today. Uh, originally, that would have been a off week, uh, but there's no reason not to host uh, mm-hmm. online, and I've given him the ability to, to host a Google Hangout, so we can we can make that a make that a reality uh, for him. Um, let's see what else. Uh the Todd continues to host Monday, Wednesday, Friday uh, happy hour hangouts at 7.30 p.m. Um, if he's not able to uh, next week run any of those, uh, then, you know, uh, I'd encourage some of you guys to step up and, and do so. And um, yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much it. Uh, as always, uh, please reach out to me uh, if there is information that needs to happen. Uh, in this podcast for you all that that you're missing out on, um, or that uh, that you think I need to be uh, including, uh, this is this is for you. And I want this to be a value add in your week, and not just uh, not just information. Um, so if this is not a value add uh, because it's missing something that you need, please reach out and let me know. And and I will, I'll get this, get, you know, I'll bring more to this uh, time together. So, uh, with that, uh, as you are as you are leading this week in your in your communities, um, I want to encourage you to make sure that you are getting self care time, that you are taking care of yourselves, because if if we as leaders are not are not doing what we need to do to take care of us. We are not going to be able to take care of the people that have been entrusted to us, and that is no small task, right? There is uh, there is a lot uh, that is on your shoulders as people who are who are leading. And what Jesus tells us is that we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. If if we are not loving ourselves, then um, if we are not loving ourselves, then we are not going to be able to love our neighbor well. And that, and that is just, that's just part of the reality. Our our ability to love our neighbor is limited by our love of self. And again, this is, and we've talked about this before, um, but this is not a narcissistic kind of love, right? This is not the kind of love that is rooted in Selfishness or anything along those lines. No, this is this is the kind of love that that we have to practice, so that we have a capacity to love our neighbor. And as we as we love ourselves well as we take care of ourselves as we are doing what we need to do, we are expanding that that love capacity for our neighbor. And, and as leaders, we have the responsibility to do that because we are to be the models of neighbor love. And that is uh, even more important in days like now, uh, where there is confusion and fear and dis-ease everywhere. Um, your folks need you. We, we need one another. And we need to uh, we need to be setting the pace in that and showing showing the example of that. Uh, but we can only do so as as we practice uh, self love. So uh, so I encourage you to do what you need to do uh, to practice some self care this week, and uh, let us know uh, if if we need how we can how we can come alongside you and how we can encourage you. Uh, and uh, maybe even how we can hold you accountable to that. So, uh, the next three weeks, we are going to spend in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're not going to walk through every single verse in that chapter. There's there's so much there. Uh, It is Paul's famous, famous passage on uh, the resurrection. And uh, this, man... This is one of those like there's a few chapters in the Bible that I think I could uh, probably study, read, meditate on, uh, you know, for for months on end and never even come close to uh, the end of them. And this is one of those. First uh, Corinthians 15 is deep. It is rich. It is meaty. I'd encourage you over these next three weeks to to spend time meditating. On the verses and the passage, uh, you know that that are within this chapter, um, because it's it's so good, you guys. It's so so good, and um, so uh, we have this Sunday, um, and then after this Sunday, we have Palm Sunday and Easter, and so we uh, we are pressing right in, uh, and and we're going to press right into. To this uh, this conversation through the means of of the cross and the resurrection. So let me read uh, our first passage. Uh, this week we are doing one Corinthians fifteen verses one through eleven. It says, "Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you when you received, which you received, and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you." Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that He was buried, that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He appeared to Cephas and then to the Twelve. After that, He appeared to more than five hundred of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then He appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, He appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles, and do not even deserve to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And this grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God that was within me. Whether then it is I or they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believed." All right. So uh, this is big stuff. Um, there's there's a lot here. Uh, in the Google Drive, I've included the questions again. Uh, fallen condition focus for this week is uh, that we forget the death, we forget that the death and resurrection of Christ is of first importance. And uh, that that's in that's a significant fallen condition focus. Um, especially especially in the days and times within which we live, right? Uh, you see a lot of people who make a lot of things first. They, they take they take a lot of other issues and they make them of first importance. And I think of something like, um, for instance, Answers in Genesis, right? Uh, they have made a literal 24-hour, 7-day creation of first importance. They, they put that in priority over the death and resurrection of Christ. Now you know we can we can go we can discuss and debate the merits of, of a seven day, you know, literal seven day creation. Um, but what we but what we have to remember is that is that is of second importance. That is a secondary issue. That is a non essential and I say that again, that is a non essential what is essential and what is without question essential is the prime the absolute primacy of the death and resurrection of Christ this this is where grace is rooted this is where our our salvation the salvation of mankind of humanity is rooted in the death and resurrection of Christ it is of first importance and uh, and so the redemptive purpose here is that apart from the death and resurrection of christ our belief is in vain if we are trusting in anything other than that if we are trusting in anything other than the death and resurrection of Christ our belief is in vain if you think that you you know that that you are made right with god by belief in anything other than the death and resurrection of Christ we're missing it and, that's, and that, that is the core of what is known as the kerygma, or the proclamation of the gospel. This is the heart of it, the death and resurrection of Christ. And, and so for our belief to not be in vain, for our belief to, to continue to be what it is, we have to keep coming back to that. Because here's the message big idea. Grace means that death is not the last word. And this leads us towards Palm Sunday. This leads us towards Uh, Easter. Because grace is absolutely, fundamentally rooted in the death and resurrection of Christ. Which means that grace working in us points us to this reality that death is not the last word there is there is more there is more to to life there is more to death there is more there is something beyond there is something that we can look towards in hope because we can see grace working in us we can see grace working in the world and and so that's 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 what we're pushing towards that's what we see here in in first Corinthians 15 1 through 11 now before we dive in verse by verse here real quick um, just a little bit of background Corinth was a church community uh, they they were a, an ecclesia they were a congregation uh, in toil uh, in turmoil they were they were really struggling the um, they chapters 1 through 14 are just chocked full of, of issues. Um, and they were issues that that were varied, that cut across all kinds of um, all kinds of things. But they were they were real. And they were a struggle. And they were they were hard. Um they they were they were issues that that Paul had to address that he had to deal with that he did not have he didn't have the choice to just simply ignore because they were they were big deals and they were hurting that community, um, and yet as he walks through, he um, you know he pushes he pushes them. Uh, towards the resurrection, because he wants to root the answers ultimately in in the resurrection, right? This is this is the the ultimate end. This is kind of his uh, rhetorical gotcha moment, so to speak. Um, and so he's pushing he's pushing towards towards chapter fifteen. Now, uh, the church in Corinth was uh, very diverse. Uh, both economically and ethnically Jews and Gentiles were present uh, the name list uh, at the end is very Latinized so a lot of so uh, scholars are pretty confident that the church you know that, that Corinth itself was was Romanized they were uh, they were wanting to be as Roman as possible even though they were a Greek city and that the Romans were, You know, they they were enchanted with Greek culture. And so it's very interesting what what was happening. So in Rome, you had the Romans who were Hellenizing, who were trying to become Greek. In Corinth, probably what you had happening were Greeks that were Romanizing, and then as a result were turning around and... And re-Hellenizing themselves, but Hellenizing through a Roman lens, uh, which is, which is absolutely fascinating. Um, it's a fascinating study uh, to, to think about and, and consider other uh, ramifications of that. Uh, so uh, yeah, this, this was a, this was a church that uh, was losing, uh, was, was struggling with its identity, was struggling with its sense of self on a lot of levels, um, not not least of which uh, were their Christian identities, were their, their identities of faith. Um, so uh, let's just kind of walk through this uh, quickly here. Verses one and two, uh, they're a rhetorical tool as they appeal to something that that everyone can agree on, right? So, so this was this is a pretty standard uh, means of argumentation in the uh, in the first century. Was okay. Let's let's start someplace where we agree and. You know, Paul says, I want to remind you of the gospel that I preached to you and that you received, and on which you have taken your stand. He hey, you guys believe this? We all agree on what the gospel is. Well, what? Well, what's the gospel? What, what is it that we can all agree on? Uh, verse 3, uh, at what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. So one, Paul is not the originator of the gospel or the kerygma here. Right? This is important. He didn't originate it. He learned it and he passed it on. And he is passing it on to somebody else. He's passing it on to, to the people he's preaching to. So this is important. Uh, and, then he, uh, and then he lays out uh, this, um, this creed that was most likely uh, pre-Pauline. In that he was not the one to formulate this. Uh, this, is, this is an early, early creed. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. That is probably one of the earliest Christian creeds. You know, in a lot of our, a lot of our church communities, we will, uh, we will say the, the Apostles' Creed. Uh, you know, at peace, a piece we, we recite the Apostles' Creed every single week. Well, this predates the Apostles' Creed. This was the original. This was probably the heart of the preaching of the kerygma, preaching of the gospel. Um, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas and then to the twelve. That's, that's significant. And, um, and they believed that. Now Paul goes on uh, in verses six and seven and, and it's hits more. He says, after that, he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. So you have eyewitness testimony. Paul says there are 500 people who saw him. And you, if you have the means, you can go talk to them because they're still alive. They're still here. They're still with us. Some of them have died. But most of these 500, they're alive. Oh, and not only that, but James. James you can go talk to. uh, The way he describes this, uh, you got to think that um, Cephas and the 12 and James uh, are still alive. Um, You know, he's... And what was unique about James is that he's a skeptic. Uh, We catch that in Mark chapter 3. That that James is probably a skeptic of, of Jesus originally, but he has... He has since turned and, and is trusted in the the resurrection, uh, and then he, uh, and then he says to all the apostles. Now, for and here he, you know, the the apostles that Paul is talking about here. Paul uses this in the in a more general sense, right? The people like him who are sent out to to go and to preach the gospel, right? This is this is the bigger the the bigger more general sense of apostleship sent ones uh, that that Paul is return, referring to here and um, and so there was kind of a class of people who who Jesus had appeared to he says and again these are people that that the Corinthians can go talk to they can go ask about um, and then he then he hits on himself here in verses eight and ninety he appeals to himself but he does so uh, in a way that is self-deprecating, which is kind of Paul's Paul's way of doing things, um, you know, where he says, "And last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born." Now, abnormally born uh, is more literally uh, stillborn. So he is he is a post he is a post mature birth is another way of putting it. Um, Paul Paul was firmly rooted in. His Pharisaicalism. Uh, he was firmly rooted in his faith identity, and yet he he says, even though I was stillborn, I have grasped, I have come back to life. This resurrection, my life has been transformed. And, and they and they would have they would have gotten that. Um, and and only that. But Paul's, a, you know, he refers again to his persecution of the church. You know that he was. You know, he's, he was dead and he was a persecutor, is, is basically what he's saying. You know, he didn't deserve this. This is all, all grace. And so then in verses, uh, you know, 10 and 11, we see this emphasis on grace. Paul is just, he is, he's expounding on grace, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. Think about that 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 what a beautiful phrase, what a beautiful turn of phrase. but by the grace of God, I am what I am. How true of that? How true is that of us, each of us, right? But by the grace of God I am what I am. He went from being stillborn persecutor of the church to one who is now uh, the apostle to the Gentiles. How about us? How have you? How have you been transformed by grace? How can you, what ways are you able to say, but by grace, I am what I am. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, what a beautiful thing. He says, you know, uh, His grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was with me. You see, grace grace is effectual, it is active. Paul speaks of grace in the same way that he speaks of the powers, right? Um, the powers being the, the, evil, uh, the evil powers that are at, at work in this world. And, and he speaks of grace in the same sense. Grace is the undoing of the powers. Grace is the reversing of the powers. Grace is the thing that is bringing about the reconciliation of the whole world. What a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful picture this is. This, and it is all rooted in the death and resurrection of Christ. He, his death and resurrection is what is what brings it all about. And, and Paul closes this, whether it is I Were they, this is what we preach, and this is what you believed. Why do we press into Palm Sunday? Why are we looking with such excitement towards Easter? Because of grace. Grace that is at work within us, and that we can say, but by the grace of God, I am what I am. God, that is awesome. uh, All right. Um. I guess I kind of got lost there for a minute. Um so uh I, I gotta tell you guys, I just I'm I'm excited about this passage. I love this stuff. Um and uh so this is where we're going. This is this is how we're starting. Um the the documents are uh are up. They're in the folder. Uh next week we are doing uh first Corinthians fifteen, twelve through twenty-eight. And uh, then we will skip down to the end of 1 Corinthians 15 and f- verses 50 through 58 to wrap it up on Easter Sunday. All right, my friends, um, that's all I got for you this week. Uh, I am going to uh, try to get uh, the next uh, episode here recorded on Sunday um, so that you will, you will have that uh, You know, so you'll have that for the following week uh, because I am I'm really going to try to shut things down uh, next week. All right. Um, I appreciate you. I am praying for you. Please reach out if you need anything uh, during this time. And please, please, please practice self-care. All right. Um, Thank you again for how you serve and how you lead in these communities. You you are doing the Lord's work. And your work is not in vain. We'll talk again soon. Bye.